Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. It's Friday, June 5th. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Hey, welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Jason. That's me, Jason Smith. Hi, Cliff Dorfman. How are you today? I'm good, Jason Smith. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I feel like... um. I feel like I, I need to use my uh, my podcast voice, which is uh, which is a little louder than my normal voice today. So I'm like, what's up? <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a higher voice too, but I'll uh, like when I I remember that my kid's voice is now lower than mine, and I'm like, hey, Dylan, come here, <laughs> like, just so I can feel better that my like balls have dropped a little more. I don't know. Oh yeah, I've been trying to do like run promos. I've been doing a lot more in front of the mic than I have in the last four years so i like i'll try and do stuff and i'll hear myself and i'll be like wait hold on hey this is jim i'm here to announce things i'm here to announce all the things mm-hmm. like it's a little bit of like a like a you know uh what is that uh uh sling blade like mm-hmm. yes yes yeah yeah i was thinking about watching that again and then i just thought it's so sad it is so sad. I, I I can't watch that shows right now. I can't. I, I, it's I, like I mean, watching I watch... Manchester by the Sea. Oh man. No. Oh, uh, just, Here, just a just a quick uh, Starburns pitch, real quick. I had a friend, um, a very mm-hmm. funny friend, who um, who does a show called Done Disappeared, which is a very popular podcast. It's kind of a parody of the Up and Vanished kind of you know true crime podcast. Yeah, yeah. But he's very very funny. He created a Manchester by the Sea, the musical, and. <laughs> It's a comedy, but it is the darkest shit you've ever heard. Like, there's not a sadder, more affectingly silly, fun, but sad song than the song where all the everybody gets when he tells the sad musical tale of all his children being burned up in a fire. Yeah, yeah, like whatever he was going to admit, you just you can't write it like to a way that will speak of the sadness. It's so sad. It's like whatever you wrote, like everyone was killed in a, you know, let's go to a, a Fisher King with Robin Williams. Like, okay, everybody was killed at the uh, uh, shooting at the bar, right? Right. Yeah, it's like everything's so sad. It's just yeah. so sad. I can't. But when you put it to music, oh my goodness. No, it's still silly, but it, it's very. No, but, you know, if you watch John um, Cassavetti's, uh, what is it, um, with Gina Rowland um, uh, of a woman. Um, Oh, why can I? It's one of my favorite. Why can I not think of the name of this movie? Woman Under the Influence. Yeah. Okay. With Peter Falk. It's, uh, I mean, it's sad as hell, but there's something that it, it, it rides you through the movie and you're not sitting there like, oh, you're sitting there like, all right, I'm really interested in this family and what's going on with her and why is she nuts? And there's a whole thing to it where you don't feel this sorrow. That's right. what it is sorrow. Right. You're affected, but you're not. Yeah. Right. You're still engaged. Engaged. As opposed to just sitting here like, oh, I feel like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Lita Hetty or the the woman from Game of Thrones when she's being walked naked through the streets. Like, shame. Right. Shame. Hurting every time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I can't do any of that. I'm not even in a position right now where I could watch The Office and see, you know, Carell or Gervais, like, embarrass (laughs) themselves and, like, like, see the other people so upset around him. Like, I can't even do, like, that kind of comedy right now. I can't do, like, that awkward. Uncomfortable comedy. Uncomfortable comedy. No. Nah. Mm -hmm. Not me right now. Thank you. No. I want want it to be silly. Give me some Pee Wee Herman. Man. I'm with you. I, you know, I'm modern family. I'm family guy. You know, the sillier, the the better. I, I, I just it, easy. I don't want anything rough. If I have to watch something tough, it's got to be during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, forget Absolutely. about it. Yeah. All right. So we got a great guest, but he's not here yet, right? He's here. He's here. Oh, oh, Mike, he's here. Introduce him right now. Yep. Oh, okay. yeah. well, let's bring him on because I know he's got an out, right? So yeah, he does. He's an out at four. We can so that's all that we want. So that's right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I am really excited to bring this person on. Yeah. Um, um, this open mic eagle. He's a he's a hip hop artist, one of my favorites. He has a he has a show on Comedy Central called The New Negroes, where him and Baron Vaughn bring on com- comedians. He has a podcast called Secret Skin. He's got a new podcast 
with Prince Paul, who we who we'll really get into if you don't know who that is, um, called What Had Happened Was. He also is starting a new podcast network called Stony Island Audio. Um, a good friend of mine and an amazing person, Open Mike Eagle. Yeah, that was really nice, Jason. Oh my gosh, guys. Right? I'm, I'm like blushing. I'm blushing the entire time. Can you hear me? Oh. Yeah, I hear you great. Mike. Okay, how good. are you doing? Do you prefer open or open mic or Wh- whichever? Just like whichever sounds good to you. Whatever feels good coming out of your, your lips. That works you know for me. I, I like that. And I want to talk about what art rap is, but we'll get there. Hey, okay. Mike, okay. Long road doing? to art rap. Long road. <laughs> That's long road is another podcast that's coming out, but we're actually we're getting it to turn into a novel. Cormac McCarthy's going to write it. Mm-hmm. Um, I shouldn't have said it out loud. You're right. <laughs> right now, it's out there. Forget mm-hmm. it. The zeitgeist has it. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. You're so clean shaven. Look at you. You think so? Really? I didn't shave today, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to shave. I'm just going to do the show. It's Friday. You look so smooth. <laughs> I like you, Mike. All right. <laughs> all right. How, but really, let me ask you serious before we get into art and all that. Mm-hmm. How you doing? Really? Um, you, doing? you know, um, these ain't the easiest times. Um, no. But um, I don't know. I think I think things are actually going in the in the right direction. Um, the the stuff that's going on in the world seems to be for mostly uh, good reasons, and it seems yes. to be. Uh, bringing about change in some way or another and, and starting conversations that I feel like really need to be had. Um, so in that sense, I think it's like a net good, even though day to day it can be like very uncomfortable, you know. hundred percent. Are you in Chicago still? Are you in L.A.? Where I'm in L.A. I'm You're in L.A. So LA. you're here with us. Yeah, I'm in the hood where it's like really quiet. It's weird. It's very, very quiet where you are. Yeah, the hood's quiet. Like all, all of the protesting is like in nice places, and the hood is so quiet. It's weird. There's a disconnect, man. Well, come to Calabasas. It's quiet here too. Oh well, Just, you know. there's there's a lot of not quiet between there and here. <laughs> you, you think know. so? Oh, okay, yeah. but. L.A., right? So you're here. And first day, we don't have curfews. I don't really talk about politics, but what I will talk about is the art that goes with what's happening. Mm. So let me ask you this as a general overarching question, and then we'll kind of dive into more specific stuff. Sure. In your work, I know you're going to be having a new album coming out at some point soon, but in everything that's happened, even in the last six months, Mm -hmm. how do you see this not only affecting art, but let's say affecting white Hollywood and black Hollywood, and then Hollywood. Hmm. Well, you know, funny thing about this 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 uh, race uh, moment that we're having, and police brutality moment that we're having, that it exists couched within this pandemic moment. Yeah. So, um, I think Hollywood has been a little hampered by understanding how to go forward with production in general. Mm-hmm. Um. As in, you know, especially for, for, for bigger undertakings like movies, um, how they're going to go about producing those. Um, I've, I've heard a lot. Of, I've heard a lot of how are they? talk. Talk. Exactly. Yeah. I've, heard, I've heard a lot of talk about how it's going to be hard even to get movies insured going forward just because of um, the danger that can be present with the virus. Uh, so we're inside of that. Yeah, that's the number one thing. Insurances are starting to jack up already. You know, whatever your movie is, an extra million right. for your COVID thing. Right, so, and if you're and if you're a big studio, you can swallow that. If if you're like sure. an independent studio and like trying to take risks with something, uh, they push you in a bad position. You just nailed it because that's what I was getting to. Is that mm-hmm. we are seeing the death of indie. Yeah. Right now, and all these businesses that scratched and clawed to make indie art. And that's why I talked about art rap is, mm-hmm. is, you know, you're going to see a lot of them be going out of business. So what do we do about this? And, we're, you know, go ahead. Well, I come from a space in rap. I've called it art rap. People call it indie rap. But it is based a lot on existing outside of the machine of the music industry. Right. Um, and that used to be easier to do when people sold a lot of physical goods. When you sold a lot of records and CDs, mm-hmm. that trans that scaled well. Like if you were your own business and you sold 10,000 CDs a year, that's still a hundred thousand bucks. Like that, that worked great. Um, now if you, and if your album gets streamed 10,000 times a year, that's really not a lot of money. 
you know, so it, it doesn't scale down as well. Uh, right. And and even before all of this started, like it's it's put us in a tough position, and a lot of us are figuring out ways to to increase revenue. Um, luckily, I think one thing that comes along with indie in terms of music, and I don't know if it's going to mm-hmm. translate into other. Um, other genres of entertainment right. is that when you're perceived as indie, when you do get the lucky opportunity to connect with fans, they really feel more compelled to support you because they know um, yes. in some senses that their support kind of makes or breaks you. So like, um, like they if, found you too. They have that ownership, yeah, you know, they're like, yeah. yo, I know that band. I know that group. That's, you know, I was there when two people were there. Yeah. And and so those people, when they when they like, OK, you put out an album and you put it on Bandcamp and it'll also be streaming so they can listen to it for free. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times they feel compelled to spend the ten dollars to download it anyway, just because they know that ten dollars is going to support you. Right. And keep you up, it, you know, because you're operating outside of the machinery of like the major yes. labels. So like that is the one positive. And um, and, and maybe then, you know, when it comes to indie film, maybe they're leaning more on crowdfunding going forward. Well, that's the thing. And I think, the, you know, what I'm concerned about and I've been thinking about this and I, I want to ask your opinion. You talked about how the main thing we're looking at, right, no matter what with production is the pandemic, right, yeah. is this quarantine and COVID and insurance and ups and budgets and all of these things. Sure. Studios can absorb it, et cetera. But where does the next step that we've made in all this chaos, which is the race mm-hmm. issue? Where does it fall into the storytelling and how mm. now is it going to get absorbed by, oh, COVID, COVID, COVID? And how can we make sure the storytelling or the songs are moving still in the direction of progressive change? Well, you know, I think a lot of that is going to be on the executives, um, on the people who run these companies to realize that there is um, like that it they have to believe that it's important to tell those stories mm-hmm. and in some senses that means they have to go out of their way to make sure that they're told um and that means like i think you know it starts with hiring i think it starts with hiring diverse people um i think okay, it's right and, and a lot of times that comes with a lot of extra effort that people aren't willing to put in uh because more often than not you know people who um you know it's 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 a lot of not people of color they get chances in Hollywood to do things over and over again. And so it's tough to build a resume. And and if you don't have the resume, it's tough to get somebody to give you a break to get you to the next level. Um, and so when it comes to making sure you have a diverse uh, staff of people who are helping pick what stories you tell, a lot of times with the people hiring and the people uh, who are in power at, um, at these companies, it's about them putting it on themselves to go the extra mile, even when yes. sometimes your, your schedule that you're on doesn't even give you the time to do that. You know, it's very interesting. Did you see, did you happen to see the, uh, the Kevin Hart documentary on Netflix? I didn't. I heard great things about it, but I hadn't seen it. It really was great. And whether you're a Kevin Hart fan or not, why I bring it up is you just mentioned something, which is about hiring the right staff and a diverse staff around you. And, you know, Kevin did exactly that. And he has a very diverse staff and they were the first ones to tell him, even in fear of losing his job that, yo, those tweets, you have to apologize. Mm. Like you cannot do this. And then eventually he was like, I should have listened to my staff in the first place. Wow. But he got all the right advice from hiring this very diverse, hmm. very you know woke staff who really were not afraid to be like, "I'll lose my job. You you gotta you can't do this." Right. That's great. So I think what you're saying is very very important. All right. So l- let's lighten up a little. So you're born in Chicago, right? Yep. Born and raised. Okay. Born and raised. So your family still there? Uh, they're mostly in Gary, Indiana now, which is the worst place on earth. <laughs> Gary, Indiana is the worst place on earth. Okay, maybe that's a little <laughs> bit of hyperbole. <laughs> no, it's pretty bad, though. It's pretty bad. Yeah, okay. All right, so you don't visit much. Oh, I try to avoid it. <laughs> I try to avoid it. So, so is it a natural um, progression, right? So you're doing hip-hop, mm-hmm. and you have a collective, right? So yeah. Thirsty Fish is a collective. Why don't you explain well, to Well, Thirsty Fish was a group inside of mm-hmm. a collective that's called Project Blow that was like a staple of L.A. underground hip-hop for years and years and years and years and years. Okay, so this is so some of the members were. Do you want to tell us? Is it, is it uh, right? Well, you know, it, it, these are underground luminaries. So a lot of people might not be hyper aware of them, but people like AC That's Alone, right. Abstract okay. Rude, the group Freestyle Fellowship, um, you know, people who really moved a lot of culture forward but didn't have a lot of commercial success, you know. 
Yeah, I, I do. That's why I kind of like to ask those names because you know, if you don't, if you didn't know uh, about Nirvana, then you don't, you know, if he didn't come around, then I wouldn't know about the Raincoats. You know what I mean? <laughs> or gotcha, different gotcha, bands. Gotcha. So I like to hear about this stuff because mm-hmm. these are the people that are influencing the top level stuff that we're hearing. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Going back, okay. going back years and years and years to the people like people who get borrowed from in the shadows, of, you know, the kind of the underground people, for sure. Yes, for sure. So that's where this starts. Right. So where does it go from, you know, because it's a natural progression. I see it from rapping to, to podcasts. But but now you you have a whole network you're starting. But let's start with the secret skin one. How do you you know make the move? I mean, it's not a hard move, but what sparks in your brain that goes, I, I want to do this. You don't have enough. Lyric, lyric well, you know, I, honestly, for me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, right? well, the, lyrics, the, lyrics, more. the lyrics part is easy, but, you know, it's part of it. It actually sparks off a little bit of a conversation we had before about what it means to be indie. When you're indie, you do have to have more than one revenue stream and not that yes. podcasting is uh, the the most high grossing entertainment genre. There. Like, you know, it's, no. it's not that you're rolling in it from podcasts, but when you have the interests like I like the kind of interest I have, which is. Uh, yeah, it's hip hop, but it's also a lot of alternative music and comic books and Adventureland. Uh, yeah, Adventure Time. Yeah, the Animation, cartoon. Adventure Time. Exactly, excuse me, which exactly. I love that cartoon. Yeah, um, being a fan of those other things and also being mm-hmm. a fan of the medium of podcasts and like I would be on tour, and this was back before um, people really did this a lot. Like people who toured with me knew that I spent most of my time driving, listening to podcasts. We're driving around the country. Um, so I just had always been enamored with the art and had always kind of looked at how some of the most interesting podcasts to me were people just talking to people in their network. And I felt like, oh, I got interesting people in my network. So maybe I should try to do that. And that kind of started me down that path. Right. And you do the Adventure Time uh, podcast. And you meanwhile, you end up on the show. I, play, yes. Did you play a gingerbread man or something? Yeah, yeah. I was a, rap, a rapping right. gingerbread man who uh, yeah. my head fell off in shame after I lost a, a battle rap. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to say, I'd go back and watch that now. Because I'm sure I saw it because I had to watch them all with my kid. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but now I just can't differentiate between them. I hear them, you. They do I, all I, run I together after a while. They kind of do. Yeah, I'm not going to Something, lie. something <laughs> interesting about that episode, Son of Rat yes. Bear. So I'm a rapping gingerbread man, and they wrote me into a battle with the Son of Rat Bear. The voice of the Son of Rat Bear is a guy dumbfounded <laughs> who I was in the group Thirsty Fish with. And they didn't even really? know that. Yeah, they had no just idea. Got cast, well, we just I don't got cast. Well, I coincidence, but but yes, this weird synchronicity. Then they had no idea about it. That is so great. See, I love. That's why I like doing this because I like finding out these these stories. So, all right. So you go into this and you're doing the podcast, and now it starts to build, right? Because you mm-hmm. start to see that you're. See, this is interesting. It's again, you had to start from doing your own stuff. That was the right. way you broke in. Wasn't that? You got the job at ICM in the mailroom or WMB right. or CAA in the mailroom. Like, hey, come on, you know, work your way up here. It's like, no, you got to make music. You have to now move to podcast, man, start a podcast network. Is this always the struggle? You know, because it's different where I'm sitting. Well, yeah, you know, it, it is always my path. And I guess I only really know this path, you know, like I only really mm-hmm. know what I can accomplish by having relationships with people. Uh, and and kind of building my own things. Um, you know, my first really experience dealing with anything with a corporation was us doing a new Negroes on Comedy Central. I was just getting there, so yeah. I, you took my segue. Nice. <laughs> well, it's done, like an alley oop. You know, you threw it yeah. to me, and I just put it right in. You're like, bam! <laughs> Please tell us about it. <laughs> well, um, it, that's born so from my show. Yeah, you and uh, you co-host it. Yeah. Uh, and it's born uh, is I co-host it with Baron Vaughn, who's a stand-up comic, um, who's also going to be doing a podcast on uh, Stony Island Audio. Um, but our relationship starts with podcast. It starts mm-hmm. with um, him doing my podcast and me doing his and us realizing we had so much in common. And then uh, when he started to do this live show, The New Negroes, uh, and he, he added me on to it to add a musical component. And then we started co-hosting it from there. Um, and then it ends up being developed into a, a show by Comedy Central. And we uh, had the, f- the first season on in 2018? 19. I thought it was 19, yeah. You're right. 2019, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I make sure. But the years, man, I don't remember what year it is no more. I, I well, don't. that's, that's, yeah. the, that's, yeah. we all suffer from that mush brain. So, it's, you know, there's tough. no, but it's, but it's on the air now. Now, let me ask you something. Why, why do you pick that title? 
You know, uh, and, I mean, like, because it's uncomfortable, right? Uh, well, you know, it is it is provocative. And I don't even think we knew when we decided to go with it how exactly provocative it was going to be. It ended up being a pretty big can of worms uh, yeah. all over the place. But it actually it, it's a reference to a book that kind of kicked off the Harlem Renaissance called The New Negro, which was an anthology um, oh, really? that kind of collected. It was it was collecting the works of writers, uh, black writers around the turn of the century. And huh. uh, and it kind of kicked off the Harlem Renaissance. So like our the title of our show is a reference to that. But since a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> by the way, I just learned it. And yeah, I think I'm and, pretty well read. So that's uh, yeah, that's and impressive. I, I like that. Go it's on. just kind of one of those things, I think, where you're, when you're inside of the culture, you, you don't really have a great understanding for what people are aware of and what they're not aware of. And so right. we've learned right. through this process, like, oh, a lot of people don't know that. So so we've we've uh, we, we put ourselves in a position of having to educate a lot of people about. Uh, the origin of that that phrase well yeah but you said it opened up a can of worms so you know oh lots of them yeah talk about that a little like because this is you're doing all this you know again before this whole explosion so like this is all about bubbling under sure and um like so how the exchange just went with you and i um like you had a curiosity about it uh which you were unafraid to state and i had an answer and so we've kind of had exchanged ideas that way not everybody was that tactful about it um some people were just turned off completely and then we we weren't even um in a position to engage with those people were turned off completely that i can see easily white people also black people and some and some there's a segment of black people who are really uncomfortable with that against Um, that word yes exactly yeah because it's, uh, and, and it's again, it's it's them not understanding that we're pointing to a specific thing because they didn't have that same reference point, you know. Sure. And and then, you know, then the argument comes in. Well, most people don't have that reference point. It's like, yes, that's called teaching them. Yeah, that's, it's kinda, it's, that's it's, what we're part of the point. This conversation is happening is why right. that show is titled that. But okay. I will say like that yeah. part of part of what we've learned um, is that unfortunately we end up. I guess I'll just say this in my personal uh, my personal perspective is that we end up having to take too much time talking about the title. And in that sense, like maybe it wasn't the greatest choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like let's talk about the content, please. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't th- we what I'll say is that we didn't go into it knowing that it was going to be provocative on that level. Isn't it great to be young? <laughs> I don't like, know. I forgot. Call it this. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you do. You like, oh, believe me, you're younger than me. So, I, but all right. So now you have the show. So get, let's say someone's listening to our show now, and they don't know anything about this, right? So give me an example. Uh, give our listeners an example, okay. just of uh, an episode. You know, what what can they tune in on Comedy Central and and watch? Sure. So uh, it it always starts with me and Baron Vaughn uh, having a conversation that's somewhat comedic, but it's usually about some sort of theme. Mm-hmm. It's either about uh, wealth or health, or policing, um, just so, some issue that, that we deal with, that we think about, and we have a conversation around that. And then while, you know, we have this conversation, which is kind of the through line of the show, but then we bring up comics in between. Um, people like uh, Clayton English, uh, George Wallace was on our show. Quentin uh, oh, Brunson was George on Wallace. Yeah, he's amazing. Was he wearing the high and the uh, the Jewish star and the cross? And, you know, like, I don't I don't I, remember uh, if he was wearing all of that. He definitely wore a, a shirt and tie, but I don't remember if a he shirt had and tie. He used to yeah, perform yeah. at uh, Catch a Rising Star when I was a kid. Yeah, open shirt. He'd have like every religion in gold, <laughs> like represented on his necklace. It was, That's it amazing. was the original Mr. T with that religion. Is, oh, I <laughs> wish I could have seen that. That oh, sounds incredible. Fantastic. Yeah, George Wallace is like the godfather of community. So, sorry, go on. So yeah, so we have uh, me and me and um, Baron's banter is kind of the through line through the show, and then we have st- uh, three stand up comics. And at the end of the show, there's a music video that is a collaboration between me and a musical guest, and that's each episode of the New Negroes. I mean, that sounds and it's they're half hour episodes, right? Half, yep, twenty and a half minutes on a uh, Comedy Central. <laughs> right. So if, you know, if you don't stick around for the commercials, you're good, like everyone else does. Okay. And and you started now this this because that's one thing, all right? Because you you've done your you know your set of podcasts to arrive at this place. Now you're televised. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do you go from here? Do you realize you're reaching a certain um, demographic where you say, you know what, I know enough people that I can put together a network of podcasts and you know uh, align with starburns how, how does this 
come about? Yeah, I think, you know, it, it has gotten to that point where um, between people who I know who are already doing podcasts that are kind of free floating and could use uh, the context uh, mm-hmm. and people I know whose stories haven't been told who I have access to. Um, that that's kind of like the beginning of me putting together this this network, Stony Island Audio, and um, partnering with Starburns, who who already has such a a, a footprint in the game already. Like it's it's kind of it was kind of a no brainer to link up with them. Yeah, it really, it really is. But it's different. Most people, you know, like myself, you know, you end up, you sell, you know, you show, you partner with Starburns. You're partnering all your shows. Yep. You know, that's a all in L.A. So it's a conglomeration thing that's going to happen. And and is there a certain brand we look at when we, you know, uh, think about Stony Island? Uh, well, that's a that's a reference to Chicago. So it's just something that's kind of personal to me. Uh, but really, the whole the whole point of the network is just uh, given people, especially like. You know, people in the hip hop world, that's at least mm-hmm. that's how we're starting, um, giving people a chance to kind of tell their own stories, because a lot of times like we don't get that opportunity, like stories get told uh, for us or about us. But we're really going to get, you know, take this opportunity with with the booming podcasting to tell our own stories. All right. I have a good story for your for your network. Right. It's a podcast story. Look up, uh, you know, the director, Gordon Parks. Yeah. Look up Gordon Park's relationship with this young Brazilian boy who lived in the flavelas, mm. uh, who had asthma, and I think Life magazine photographed the whole thing. And he had like a thirty-year relationship with this kid that he went down there and like tried to save. It is an entire that like, sounds life, so you get to tell the life history of Gordon Parks and all the movies he's making while he has this. Uh, uh, you're looking it up right now, aren't you? I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a note of it. Is what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, it. it's it's it's, and I. Feel feel like that's a story that would be great to tell because you get to tell a very strong piece of black culture by the films he made in the backdrop while he's keeping this friendship with this you know brazilian kid who's supposed to die and mm. uh, doing the pictures in life magazine it's that sounds uh, you incredible. Know, this is what i'm saying and, and i think these are the stories again whatever you tell me you know i'm just l- looking for stuff to say how do we you know it used to be one for us one for them meaning mm-hmm. oh we do one for ourselves and then we do one for the studio but now it has to be different. Hmm. So how do we start moving those stories in day to day? And I think what you said, do we start with maybe the development level? Right. Start I think there. so. I think it's, it's it, you know, you have you have people on staff who are aware of different narratives and stuff that, that you know, could use some some signal boosting and are, and are rich, interesting stories. Uh, and you bring those to the table. And and I think that's how things get kind of leveled out a little bit. Yeah. But here, oh, I know he has to go. So I'm going to ask yeah. this last here, question here, as a writer. Here, you have to go. <laughs> uh, I have to let him go. All right, you know what? Come back. I'll ask you the question the next time you're back. I love it. Absolutely. Anytime. This gives us something to uh, talk about next time. Yeah, we, we didn't even dig into the new show uh, with I, Prince Paul, I, what had happened was, and I really, you know. so fast. I know. I know. Prince, I'm sorry, Jason. We it's all right. We'll get we'll get into it, and we got a lot more announcements ahead with with Mike, and I'm so excited to uh, be working with him. I remember I caught up with him at JFL two years ago to start talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wow! I, I caught a set at uh, uh, I forget what 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 place there, but we watched it. Uh, it was like a live New Negroes uh, uh, show, and had a chance to talk about this, and been so excited. So having this all come out and be out there is 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 wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I can't wait to see this thing develop and uh, launch and get huge. And, awesome. Uh, thank you for being here. Thanks yeah. for having me, y'all. Seriously. Yeah, man. I, I look I look forward to coming I back and talking it. to y'all sometime soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon, Mike. Thank right. you. Take care. Thanks again. Bye. Peace. Peace Bye. Oh, man. I, Jason, I was like talking. He's got so much stuff going on. And then, you know, because of the week being what the week is, you got to mm-hmm. talk about the larger issues, right? I mean, that's oh, our responsibility. Absolutely, hundred percent, and I think it's just about, having him on. Yeah, no, no, nope. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I think it's important, and what's beautiful about having Mike here and having Mike be a part of Stony Island, but as kind of a, a part of Starburns and a and a collaborator with us, and you know, a partner. Um, you know, it's not a it's not a star. It's this is not a Starburns Audio Network. This is a this is Stony Island Audio. You know, supported with and 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 served by. Starburns. We want to really be a, you know, we just want to be here to help, uh, you know, get his, get his voice out and facilitate this. So we're just really excited, and 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 it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great thing. So you'll see a lot more announcements well, for this go over the next few weeks. Well, yeah, it is very exciting. But let's, you know, even though he's not on, I did want to take a minute because I want to learn a little about it, and I know I was just doing it research wise before we had open mic on, but. 
what, what's going on with the principal? I mean, how many Grammys has this guy won, principal? Man, this guy, oh, he, he's he's a you know, he's somebody huge, right? He's huge, yeah, and you know, what's funny about it is that a lot of that's been in the background, and you'll you'll hear his name shouted out in a lot of the rap songs. And there's even a there's even a character that I don't even think has any words in the the Wu Tang Clan show that was on Hulu. Uh, mm-hmm. Prince Paul represented uh, as a character there because he did a lot of stuff with the RZA. He they they formed a they formed a group and and just hearing the stories. I mean, he was a part of some of the biggest best pieces of hip hop in the '90s and '80s, and you know, and and has has a journey. So there, there's two stories. So this legend yeah. and Mike, open Mike, have now gotten together. And what's 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 going on? What's the show? Well, basically, uh, you know, it's called what had happened was, and the, and the mm-hmm. idea is that Mike really just digs in, and hopefully we do this with. With other artists as we go and just learns about what prince paul went through how he did this what he did and so it's it's a really it's two stories at the same time it's a parallel story of hip-hop um through through the lens of prince paul and and, and open mike eagle and at the same time it's 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 there's a very personal story about prince paul and how he's what's happened to him how his life has evolved what's changed and what's done it's a it's a it's an it's it's tragic. It's funny. It's sad. It's a lot of things. But there there's definitely a story there. There's a lot. There's a lot to uh, to Prince, and he. Well, it sounds like you're getting, and I'm cutting you off for a reason. I thought yeah, about yeah. it. It sounds like you're getting um, kind of uh, this behind, like inside baseball right. or hip hop, based on the perspective, you know, of the people making it and how Absolutely. that affects their life. Absolutely, which, and, and I don't want to give away too much of the story, which is kind of why I'm walking around it, but. You know, is that Prince, what you're doing? <laughs> I thought you didn't know. Prince, no, no. The the reason I'm saying that is because there's a there's a very tragic story to Prince Paul. You know, he did not. You know, he did not stick with and stay with these people. These people all moved on. You know, you know, uh, Tribe Called Quest and 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 Q-Tip and everybody. They kind of moved beyond Prince Paul at a certain point and kind of left him. He he got left back in a lot of places. He you know he he did a lot of this pioneering, but he's not a part of the conversation anymore. And that, and that's a tragic thing to happen to somebody who's so influential. And that's the right. part I, that, that that's not the necessarily the intention bringing it, you know, when the show was being taped, it's like any documentary, right? You start out with an idea of what the subject is, but you really don't know what the story is until you dig in. And when you really start listening and hearing about it, there's, there's something very compelling about Prince Paul's life story and where he is and how he got there that I think will stick with anybody regardless if they're a hip hop historian or a fan of that part of it at all. Yeah. I, um, gotta say that's, first of all, that's, that's, that's how you tease. <laughs> tease it. Okay. That's first of all. So that, that was, that was good. Second of all is, um, it makes me think about, didn't I send you that story and maybe we could pull it up. I don't know if you still have it about that guy on, uh, uh the homeless guy, uh, oh, yeah. from uh, Facebook. Oh, the one and that we were played. talking about the other day? Yeah, he's like six. I don't know how old he is. My, my friend Anthony uh, Tiny Buso, you can find him on Facebook. But he, he's big. He's a huge drummer, but he's also very big in the homeless community. He does a lot of activism and a lot of uh, charity. And right. he found this guy on the street, um, an older black man, I guess – Ends up finding a story. He's gotten him a hotel, and he's got him on. Yeah, he, you know, he does this all the time. But this guy came out here with Leon Russell and Joe Cocker. His mom sang. Uh, you gotta pull it up. I, uh, do we have it, or is I have it? The, I have the Facebook. It's about an eight-minute-long video. Yeah, we're not doing that. But I, I think there was. Uh, we'll take a look in the beginning. But I, I want to uh, get get it right on who he played, so people could look at this. He's got like two thousand songs in his little stack player, and uh, he's he's been that guy that you're talking about, like with Prince Paul. It's this guy who he's written songs with all these people. And he's just got effed over. He played with Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's and he's now he's on the street. And he's not crazy. You listen to him talk. He's very articulate. He's, you know, might like alcohol or whatever, but he's, you know, there's no reason he should be on the streets and broke. Leon Russell? Leon Russell. What did I say? Yeah, that's right. I just making sure I got the right person. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, uh, that's, uh, you know, Sunshine. Oh, that's Bill Withers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He played with Earth, Wind, and Fire, Joe Cocker, the Gap Band, the SOS Band. Um, Yeah, it looks like. looking at it right now, right? I'm looking at it right now. It's it'd be a little bit hard to share for anybody to be able to see, but I will I will share the link in the comments so everybody could check it out. And it's just you know. Well, I'm saying it's a story that we you know again. It's like boom, there's another issue. And if you want to know more about it, it's it, my my buddy's name is Anthony uh, Tiny Buso, and you can go on his page. I know Ozzy was getting involved in this. It's like a thing. It's like a thing that's happening now. I guarantee you, within a year, this guy 
is famous and making money because we can't so. have this guy living on the street. And that's what's important about these uh, these stories you're telling with Prince and with Open Mike because yep. – we need to get these out there because if we don't, how else do we know? I mean, Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's so many of these sad stories out there that we just mm -hmm. don't talk about. We just kind of sweep under the rug, you know, people who have given in their life to art and really done some stuff at a certain time period who just didn't, whether it changed with the times or came up with their own, had their own, you know, issues or shortcomings or whatever happens, you know, life happens. And, you know, the, the, it's just, it's awful that, 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 that they like would end up homeless like this or, you know, yeah. not a part of the history, that they, not yes. part of the story that they wrote yes. you know, or started. All right. So, I mean, listen, this is why this is important. This is why I'm glad we had a mic on today. And I, I cannot wait when, when do you think this is going to be dropping? The, uh, so we're looking at dropping this in the next week, two weeks. So we'll, we'll have an announcement. I'll make sure to, to, to put links out for everybody and make sure we'll promote when this all comes out here. We have, uh, uh, like uh, Open Mike was saying, we have this show, What It Happened Was, mm -hmm. his show, Secret Skin. Uh, we have another show, Super Duty Tough Work. These three will all be ready to go um, and launching with the, the, the podcast. In fact, Super Duty Tough Work is already going. Um, but it'll be under the new the new brand. Um, and then we have the, you know, we have a couple things with Baron Vaughn that we're looking at and, uh, you know, whatever, whatever else Mike comes up with, um, this we is great. have some, ahead, Oh, I was just going to say, there's another fun thing that, uh, that, uh, open Mike Eagle did was he produced a, a rap album for Dan Harmon, um, and a few songs for Dan. Oh, he did? Uh, yes. And they're very funny. So, um, some of that stuff will be some of, uh, some of the oh, secret stuff cool. that we'll be putting out as well. See, I like that. All right. And, and and again, you know, what I like about this is sometimes it seems like, oh, are we getting caught up in the weeds of podcasts or whatever? And this is what I say. I have a lot of friends, right? They want to understand podcasts. You know, they tell me this, but they, they're like, I don't know where to start. I don't know how to get mm -hmm. into this. And that's why we, we can disseminate it for you. You know, it's yeah. like, we're happy to do it. And this way you're getting introduced to all different, you know, genres of what you might be able to be an entree drug to podcast for you. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the discovery of podcasts is challenging. Word of mouth is still the best way to do it or listening to other podcasts, is the best way to find out people because the charts are going to have the top 200 shows, but the top 200 shows are not going to change very much. And they're very specific. If you are into NPR based subject matter, Joe Rogan or true crime, um, it's really easy to find a podcast for you because, you know, that's what the bulk of the charts are. The news, NPR, Joe Rogan true crime stuff, you know, and some of the top, you know, the higher end, more celebrity based names, but the beauty of podcasting, just like it, you know, with indie film or with anything else is there are shows, there are niches, there are podcasts that are incredibly well-made. They're very, very good, but they're more niche and people don't mm -hmm. necessarily see those up on the front of the page, front page because right. of it could be marketing. It could be because there's not a name. It could be because, you know, it's just a niche that people aren't even aware is there for them to look for. And well, that's true. That's it's like the Keats podcast, you know, uh, new players, right. Entered, right? It's like, it's great podcast, video games. It's like, if you want to know what's going on, if you want to look at ratings, if you want to hear reviews, or you want to know if there's a problem with your machine, like these guys cover a whole gamut of stuff. But right. where do you start? That's not in the top 200 shows. I'm saying most video game shows aren't. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's and it's it's like that for a lot of stuff. And you'd be surprised how mm -hmm. popular they are in their own niches, but yes. they just aren't. You know, they just aren't in the zeitgeist at the moment. Um, and so we want to change that. And we want to. You know, I've always, you know, part of this whole podcast thing is one. First and foremost, I want to make you know make sure that people are creating awesome stuff and funny stuff, and and, and I want to make an outlet for that. But more important is being able to really give opportunities to things that we wouldn't hear. Um, otherwise. And this is the kind of stuff that I think, you know, together we can collaborate on some really great stuff and open it up for voices. You know, um, yeah, this, this is, is part of a starts. big master plan to get as many voices out there that haven't been heard as possible. Uh, amen. This is exactly uh, well, Once I have like 100,000 or 100 million uh, downloads a, a, a week, I, I want to be able to, my next birthday, be able to put an ad on there just celebrating my birthday with as many, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, with a hundred like million. Fantastic. That's goal. my whole plan. It's just so I can, I can sing back happy birthday to myself on a hundred million uh, podcast downloads every week. By the way, let's, let's, let's do that. Okay. Um, all right. And now we're going to move up. podcast. Let's talk a little about content. So I know I was one behind 
on yeah. um, uh, what we do in the shadows. I watched Witches last night. Okay, maybe the best episode of the season. Oh, so funny! It was so funny. It's, um, it's beyond. I mean, I didn't even know there was any history with the witches, even from the. Uh, uh, we didn't even get to talk about the fact that there was a troll. Oh yeah, An we didn't talk about troll. troll. Yeah, they're real trolls. Yeah. They went there, and that was like the moment where the show kind of switched around. Like, yeah, there's vampires. I was like, no, there's trolls. Everything's just around. You just, they're not even hiding. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, they've done a lot of fun things to really up the supernatural this year. I thought, you know, I I always forget his name, but the energy vampire. I wasn't sure if he was actually a vampire or old. He was just, uh, you know, he was just like really boring and got got his thrills off doing that kind of vampire. But he's a real vampire. Like, he's got real powers and and he doesn't age. And so I, I thought that was interesting and then seeing the witches and the troll and just seeing all these other supernatural beasts you know we knew about the werewolves but uh it's so fucking funny but look how much about not aging it is you know like the vampires aren't aging and you know the witches need the semen so yeah. they don't age i mean and guillermo i like his new attitude oh yeah guillermo like when i first saw start, when the show first started not a huge fan he's gotten better and better yes his yeah. confidence grows as honestly is both a character and as an actor He's become a lot more of a force. I agree because I'd never seen him in my life before. In fairness, I'd never seen any of them in my life, yeah. which is another thing I love about it. Except uh, for that guy that we should have remembered from the IT crowd. But yes. Right, exactly. Yes. And, <laughs> but I, and he's Laszlo. 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 Uh, okay, go on. Oh, I, I, was, something. I was just going to say, like, I mean, the goat, man. Just the goat. The goat, yeah. By the way, no, Nancy. Nancy put a, a comment up saying how great Lady Gaga's new album is. Um, all right, I, you didn't listen to it, did you, Jason? No, no. Because uh, I, I could talk about it for a minute. Talk about it for a minute. I, listen, I, I really, I love Lady Gaga. I really do. I and I don't love all her songs. I love her as an artist. Right. As a as an entity, as a voice, as a talent, as a, an actor. You know everything like this person as a global superstar i love i don't know man you don't know this thing's been, it's been the hotness the chromatic or whatever is that what's yeah, called chromatic it's it's listen i am not first of all they don't give a crap if i like this album or not let's just be clear that being said i'm not in the demographic when they're sitting in their marketing meetings you know uh young tony doesn't even think about a guy like me liking this album and rightly so i don't I don't even think I'm mad about it. I don't think so. So (laughs) I don't think I am. But going with the fact that I'm not mad at it, I kind of also have the freedom to say that it's like the same generic thing. She talks about Ariana Grande, you know, like, oh, I, I got it. I danced in front of you while you were singing and I just I pulled it out of you. It's like. The Cliff Dorfman demo, I like that. What <laughs> record execs, what does the Cliff Dorfman demo think? Well, and she's like, oh, this is like, and then I listen, you know, you did something so different here. And it's so, you know, she made this whole statement about it. Because I guess it's a big deal to have Ariana Grande on her album. But I mean, she's Lady Gaga. So I feel like it's a bigger deal for Ariana than it yeah. is for I don't know. Gaga. They're both fucking so big at this point. Like, that. Right. okay. The two of them. Who knows? Right? Okay. I wonder who yeah. would get the left side billing if they yeah. did a movie together. I feel like Gaga at least, I, yeah, that'd be a definitely an interesting thing to hear about. It's like, well, I was in what Justified or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Victoria. Justi- Justified's a good show. Yeah, not Justified. I was thinking Justice, right? What did the Disney one? Oh, Victoria Justice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Justified. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no. Is it called Justified? No, it's called like Justice or something. Victoria. Okay. okay you know what? Because there's the show. What's the show with. Um, uh, now my mind, it's a Friday thing. I'm telling you, it's going on. The amazing it's Timothy Oliphant. The yeah, that's just. I, I, I was thinking about uh, Victoria Justice was in Victorious. See, Victorious. I just Victorious. It wasn't I a mean, play on our last name. That yeah, was playing our first name. Duh, Jason. Come on. See, that's what Nickelodeon oh, does. Disney does the last the ball. name. Dropping yeah, the ball. Nickelodeon does the first. Okay, so there was a reason that we brought this up, though, and I'll tell you what it was. When I heard this song, I think it's like track two with Ariana Grande. I think I'm saying her name right. Uh, it sounded like her exact same fucking voice. And yeah, I used an F-bomb. I thought about that one. And yeah, it sounded like exactly. Because really, I was like, this is not special. Like the first time I heard Gaga do the songs, the new original songs from Star is Born, special. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The album, what was it? Jo- Joanne or whatever it was, special. Her first, a poker face. I saw her 
debut on Gossip Girl. No one knew who Lady Gaga was. Right. They like brought her out at a fashion ball or something. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, this is someone special. Yeah. There's nothing special about this album. It no. feels like just reproduced, generic, dun, 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 dun. like, no, there's nothing that dragged me in. Nothing that drags That's all in. I got. No, I, and I want to, I want to, I want to get all the feels. Yeah. I, I don't, I haven't heard it yet. I am. Um, I'm still listening You're to not that. You're going to hear it. No, I'm, I'm listening to that Carly Rae Jepsen joint right now. So it's How is it? Oh, it's so good. The whole album's fucking good. Really? Yeah. Okay, because I'll tell you again, I'm going to say it. If you're not listening, I think Noah Cyrus's album is the best album of the oh, year so far. Yeah, they, uh, well, it's an EP, so it's not it's not a full LP. I don't know if that still matters or anything anymore. No? You don't know? All right. <laughs> what know. are you doing over there? Oh, I just let, I, they had to got the feels. All right, all right. Well, you know what? Listen, I'm not saying, I would like to know, is, your, is Sarah listening to it? Um, no, no, Sarah, I don't know if she's really listening to music right now, to be honest with you. She was listening she's to that. not listening to that. No. Well, no, not right now. I haven't, I haven't had to hear it around the house, so no. Uh, but I have had to hear a lot of music around the house for some reason, so that's a good question. I mean, maybe you need to go in there and ask her if she's listening to music right now, or just everything is cool. just uh, Zoom, Zoom friends playing uh, my, uh, Minecraft all day. Okay. Well, Minecraft, really? Yeah, she's playing a lot of, she plays a lot of Minecraft. Like, they have group Minecraft games and group Roblox games where they all play that together. All right. So, so you know, because we could talk about this for another hour with it. But, but here's what I would like to know. Since I don't ever read reviews, I'm sure the the, the album is probably you know as big as the Super Bowl. Do the critics like it? Yes, I think that so far, at least with everything that's been coming out that I've seen, overall mm -hmm. people seem to be liking it. Um, it's the fastest selling album of 2020 right now. Um, that's no surprise. That's no surprise at all. Um, but I, I, I don't, I'm not sure about the reviews, um, but I, I, everything I've seen has been pretty positive. Do me a favor. Look up like a Rolling Stone review real fast. That's what we're doing this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vamp on something else that I wanted to talk about while you look that up for a second. Uh, don't, you know, just to you, I'm going to talk while you do two things at once. But I feel like there's not, I, I, I honestly, and, and this is a weird thing for me to say, I feel like I've watched everything. <laughs> I gotta watch the Harley Quinn thing, but there's nothing new, like no. nothing. What am I wrong? No, there's nothing new. I mean, I started going Oops. back and you know just trying to look at stuff. So I watched a little, um, went back and was watching Atlanta again. Um, mm -hmm. I went oh. back and I was watching a couple of other. I watched uh, the whole Ip Man trilogy. <laughs> Wait, what uh, did you watch? The Ip, Ip Man, Man uh, those old Kofu, the the Kung Fu movies. Uh, oh my God! How about that? Ip Man from like like they they just did a fourth one, but they've been out since like 2010s, and so I watched all those, and then another one called The Grandmaster. I love the Win Chun, you know, pre Bruce Lee stuff. Um, yep. Also, Bruce, yeah, Bruce Lee's coming out with a uh, thirty for thirty. They're coming out. Not he's not coming out with it. He's, but there's right, a thirty for thirty on ESPN called B B B Water. Um, oh, really? When is that coming out soon? I think Sunday. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Gonna be and it man is the his teacher uh, in Wing Chun. And so I've been watching a lot of like uh, Chinese movies all about it man because just I like that that kind of kung fu and those are always really fun ones. So. I've been watching that. <laughs> Man, you don't have to really exercise your brain too much. Well, you got to read. It's all. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to read. Uh, hey, I got to read, read subtitles anyway regularly. I, I don't want because I, I, it's like reading the script. So I get to read the script and see the performances at I, the same time. Is this, is this something that happens with age or just as a normal thing? Because I've been in over the last two years, mm -hmm. I've been subtitle. I love the subtitles on even if I could hear all. I like reading it while I watch Dylan it. Dylan loves them too. No, no, no. no. It's, not, it's, it's an intelligence thing. It's oh, that's what I want to hear. That's what I like yeah. to hear. It's it's you want to know because by the way, no matter how good your hearing is or whatever, due to performances, you sometimes miss words. You miss, which in fact leads you to missing meanings, and then you're not as connected to the show or movies you so might have been had you been aware of these situations if you just read that, a little. It and it makes me crazy when that happens when I miss stuff. And so Apple had this thing where you could like go uh, play. You know what did what did he say? You can talk to your Apple remote. Like if you have an Apple TV and go, what did he say? And it'll rewind it and put the, the um, subtitles on if you didn't have them on already for that particular scene. So you can see everything that was going. Oh. That's what actually led me to just having them on all the time because I, I'm not somebody that like even when it's just a comedy and the story doesn't matter, you know, the story's really not important to the, the, the progression of the, the show. And it's all just mm -hmm. jokes, jokes, jokes. If my family comes in and starts talking to me while jokes are going, 
I'm gonna rewind it. I want every second. I want to. I want to swallow. Oh, I'm with video. you. I'm like, oh, are you done talking? Is everyone <laughs> done talking? Can I? Can I? I'm gonna press play. I'm gonna press exactly. play because you're gonna ruin a joke or you're gonna ruin a setup. Yeah. And so uh, this was a I'm way of let. me not taking. Yeah. This was the way I got. Um, w- was not making a, a 22 minute comedy. You know, 66 minutes. <laughs> Because right, you could read it and then you get, yeah, it, believe me, it's not an age thing. It's an intelligence thing. Everyone should be reading subtitles. You will like whatever you are watching so much more than you think. Plus, it might help us stop becoming a post-literate society. Hemingway. <laughs> just, try, just try it out, man. Just yeah. try it out. Just just read a fucking book, man. There's my second one. Second See, I, yeah, that, but that felt good. Like read an effing book. Sounds like a good thing. And listen, I I watch a tremendous amount of content, but I have a I'm lucky, man. I have a good life. I was thinking about this. You should yeah. read more than watch. You should read I, more than watch. I, I do have a couple questions for you. I'm gonna so Okay, go um, ahead. I was did you just find the Rolling Stone review though before. Yes, you I did. Four stars, four out of five. And they said, yeah. Here, "I'll bring it up. I'll, I'll bring it up to everybody." Oh, I don't need to bring it up. It just says, yeah, just "Dive me. back into disco, electro pop, and house couldn't come at a better time." So there's a nostalgia place for it. Okay, but four out of five. So it's not glowing. It's not it's, a classic, it's, but it's a it's a strong showing. Anything over a three on the Rolling Stone, I think, is a positive review. Yeah, but it's Lady Gaga, so I feel like they have to give her the four because they don't want her mad at them. <laughs> Maybe. That's yeah. fair. Because I don't feel like that's glowing. But anyway, I'm going to read that one now. Okay, yeah. so now, well, what, it, what are we going to ask? So, you know what I think also, Cliff, might be an interesting part of this, and I'm mm-hmm. just thinking of this right now as I read the last few lines of the review because it talks a lot about dance. It talks a lot about, you know, dance clubs and stuff. Maybe that's part of it. Um, this is dance music. We're not in a dance music kind of time right this minute, so it might feel a little weird because this isn't, you know, this is stuff you'd hear in the club first, and uh, it's a good and point. right now we're not. We're hearing this is just radio play where we're sitting around, you know, doing doing way other things that have nothing to do, and maybe that's part of the feels. Well, you know what? I think you make a really it makes me stop for a moment because what you said is is truly interesting. It's very much like Madonna in the 80s uh, when she was coming up. You hear you hear these songs at Danceteria, you know, at these clubs that I was growing up in where that was the first. Now I'm not going to clubs. I mean, come on, look at me. So uh, I'm doing a club. Oh, you look like you're ready for the club. Come on, you look oh, beautiful. God, I'm gonna just fucking shoot myself. So, <laughs> I, oh, no, I used another one. Mom, I'm sorry. So. My point was that you saying that it came out in the clubs first, that's where the popularity rose, and that's where she comes from, Yep. just like Madonna. So she went back to the roots, so that normally that album, it, it really is just not for me in any way. Though, Nancy, I will give it another try, because I'm open. I mean, you know, I, I want to like it. I don't want to hate it. I don't hate it. I, I, I have not, I'm non, it's not a word, I'm plussed. <laughs> I never, that's one of the ones I can never get right. I think it's just plussed. It's just plus, yeah, not non plus. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, like, I'm non plus. I think a lot of this kind of music, it grows on me over time through repetition with the kids. You know, like there's a lot of songs that even Gaga's or, or other dance music where I'm like, nope, but you hear it enough with the kids, you dance around, you're singing it with the, everybody, and they earworm you into being something, you know, some of your favorite stuff, maybe, or at least some of the stuff on the heaviest rotation in the, whether you like it or not. Um, yeah. But, you know, sometimes that's the kind of thing with this stuff. I, I, I don't know that um, there's anything Lady Gaga at, from, you know, my, the, my first uh, Lady Gaga song was actually her singing on a Wale uh, rap song. It was the first thing I ever wow. heard from her. Um, that was the first time you heard her. Yeah, I was, was, was on a rap, you know, where she's just doing the chorus. I didn't realize that huh. who she was at, at, at the level she was when I heard that song. Um, but then, you know, it builds into other pieces. I think, you know, there's also just a very high level of expectation on someone in an artist like Gaga, right? Because the truth is, think about it, country, Western, rock, pop, electronica, dance music. I mean, she covers more genres and does them all really, but beautifully, right? Like then who else? Like Taylor Swift was country and then pop, which is huge, but she does them all. She's got country songs. She's a true, you know, she's a true musician. You know, there's a few of these out here and she's one of those people who, you know, can play music and write music and, and experiment in genres. And, you know, I think it's, I believe she's classically trained um, as well, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it's one of those things where, you know, she's had, you know, a little bit of the, 
the life that allowed her to do that. But she is definitely somebody that, you know, and there's yeah, something you know, going to rise to the top. Yeah. No matter what. Well, I'm going to have to give it another listen. Sorry to cut you off. I, oh, no, but no, I did no, it on purpose. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give it another listen. Uh, I, I feel like you and uh, some of our listeners and Nancy, they, you guys help. All right. I'll, I'll give it another listen. Now, again, yeah. as oh, I get into this weekend, go ahead. Oh yeah. I w- we got into this. I wanted to, I wanted Please. to propose something to you. Oh yeah. Bring it. Do you have one show that we can watch as a, as a family? You, me, Nancy, my ma, the, 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 the entirety of this, uh, this, uh, this uh, stuck-at-home family that we have now. What can we watch together? What can we watch this Thank weekend? Thank you, Nan- Thank you, Linda. Uh, that, 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 you think, you know, that you think would be interesting for us, you know, considering that we've seen almost everything. But what would you recommend yeah. we go up to? Well, that's the thing. We've seen everything. So what we can all watch as a, as a family yeah. You know, uh, something that, oh, do we want to narrow it? Do we want it to be half hour or, or hour? Let's, let's do something that's, uh, let's, let's say what, like if it's one or two episodes of something, it could be an hour, it could be 30 minutes, just something you think like, Hey, you know what? This is the time it's summer. It's summertime. What, what okay. can we start? I got it. I got it. If no one's watched it yet, it's the perfect thing for us to watch. There's two episodes that just came out. Okay. It comes from a podcast. Ooh. It's got Christian Slater and Amanda Pete. Oh, and we're it's talking Dirty John. Dirty John, you want to watch some Betty Dirty Broderick John? story? Yeah, let's watch the first two episodes. Dirty John, it's got to be just so salacious and fantastic. Slater, season two. glasses. I mean, episodes come on. One it's like and gleaming two. the gleaming the cube all over again. I haven't seen this. I have not seen this. I'm ready. Yeah, no, no, this is what we're doing. Dirty John's here. And it came from a podcast. This year. That's what I was trying to figure out. This, this, because I didn't see the first season at all. That was with uh, mm-hmm. Connie Britton. Right. Right. Who's so hot. Yeah. So this I mean, the first season was based off of a Wondery podcast um, that, uh, that was in court. It was connected with Wondery and the LA Times. Um, and I think this is a completely separate story in the same kind of like salacious genre. It so, is. so it is. I'm really what, what happens? Tell me that, like, what is the podcast? They're doing the true crime thing where they're just walking through the case of this murder. Yes, it, it, and it's not necessarily a murder. The dirty first Dirty John is a very complicated story about you know where there was they thought there was some murder stuff, but it, some people disappeared. And there's this whole thing. I we can bring my wife on to talk about the true criminess of all of it. Uh, okay. But I do know that the second uh, season is something different, but in that same kind of Dirty John kind of true crime field, and it's all very salacious stuff it's all you know this will be fun and melodramatic and cool yeah it, and i've got to tell you christian slater it's like the only thing i've never been able to watch of his is the save the robots show oh okay oh the mr robot yeah mr robot oh yeah you like briar patch yeah, though right i loved briar patch i'm the one who told you about briar patch i told you I about mean, briar rosario patch. dawson no, i told you about briar patch because we can go back to the tape I'll go back to the Cliff Let's Dorfman. Go back to the show. tape, yeah, the I'll Cliff Dorfman back. show tape. Go back, um, because because you know, I, I think I told you this, and you got to remember the same guy, uh, Ishmael, or not? Yeah, Sam Ishmael. Yeah, yeah, Sam Ishmael, right? But okay, that's the same guy with Homecoming, right? And do we talk about the second season? Of, oh, he's not uh, Homecoming. He's a uh, Mr. Robot and uh, Briar Patch. He's not okay, Homecoming. Look him up. Oh, look am him I wrong? He's, exact producer. Wrong? he's the exact producer of Homecoming. Oh, okay. It's the only reason it got made, in my opinion. But that's also from the podcast. Yep, homecoming is also yeah. So that's like a fiction story they told on a podcast and then it gets sold, right? So this guy, what he oversees, again, these stories are just all very similar and the same. I feel like he's a very one-note guy, and in the sci-fi realm, he's not giving me what I care about like I get from an Alex Garland. Got it. Got it. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. It makes sense. I would recommend giving uh, Mr. Mr. Robot another try. Um, it is a strong show. And it, it, oh, it, listen, it, every award, right? I mean, yeah. Oh, it's it, it, it gets better as it goes, and the story evolves, and the the story is really about trauma, and um, and I'm gonna love it, aren't I? You're gonna love it. You're gonna love I think it. I'm just jealous that he's married to Emmy Rossum. <laughs> it's kind of gonna be like that's just it. It's a very serious sci-fi version of uh, you know, It'd like really uh, good. what we did, it, what we do in Shadows, where you go. Oh my goodness, I I missed out yeah, on. Why that. didn't I watch this? Well, it's over now, right? It's over. It's over. So they so I can watch the whole thing. By the way, you know what another show that I did that with? And if someone's looking for something to binge, uh, what is it? Orphan Black? Oh, yeah. Oh, great show. Great show. 
that actor plays every like every character of herself, like 15, 40 different characters throughout the whole, and there's six whatever seasons. I mean, that is a show to watch all of them. Yeah, I'm just saying. Right. So, all right, Mr. Robot, then. I, I, let's start with Dirty no, John. Like, let's, let's go to Dirty John. I think you'll like it. And, you know, I, it's oh, like what like oh, you said. Dirty John, I'm excited about. Let's do that as our stuck at home family. Let's, let's watch that this weekend, the first two apps. Sorry, go. Let's do that. No, I was just going to say, I'll buy you lunch if you don't like it. I'll, uh, I'll take oh, care of it. I think, <laughs> I think I already know. Oh, by the way, I didn't talk about the fact because we had um, uh, when we we're talking to Top Chef and we were uh, talking about your pork. I made it into a sandwich. My lord, that oh, was you did? Uh, scrumptious. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I'm gonna start doing. Just so you guys know, if you're if you're in the LA area and you're interested in some smoked pork, I'm gonna start doing every couple of weeks. I'm gonna start taking orders. Um, it's gonna be my. It's gonna be my <laughs> Live side on the air. Pork sales, live pork sales. If you're interested, I'll, I'll, I'll set up a, a little uh, station. You can come by, pick up your pork, and uh, enjoy the show. All right. Well, listen. I, oh, wow. We're done again. It's time to go. It's like we plan all this stuff to do, and then we don't get to all of it because <laughs> we have so much nonsense to talk about, which I love. All right. So we will be back, right? This is it. We're closing up. There's no more curfew. So everybody enjoy yourself. Go to a restaurant. Yep. Seriously. Do something. Get get out there. You know, still be safe. You still, we're still yes. all. Everybody's all covered up, and you yes. know, abide. By I, I'm, the not, rules I'm still wearing. I'm still wary of pools, and I don't know if I'd go to Vegas right now. But it's time. Vegas. All right. <laughs> hey, stay safe. Stay sane. Stay strong. Hell of a week. Black Lives Matter. Jason Smith. Take care of every each other, everybody. I love you. We'll see love you. you. Bye, I, everybody. Bye. Bye. A podcast network.